Welcome to Wrestling is Hard, where every side is the dark side of the ring. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at hard number four wrestling. Email questions and complaints at wrestlingishard at gmail.com. I'm Jim. Brandon, good week to you. Happy Election Day. Election Day. How you doing? I'm elected. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I am not. Number one. I had a... I elected myself number one. Number one uh, wrestling podcast in Northeast Philadelphia. Philadelphia. (laughs) The northern coast of near the Delaware River by the border with Jersey and Delaware. I'm emailing the outline to myself as we talk. Okay. You want to hear about my weekend? Sure, why not? Let's hear what you did. Uh, Nothing too interesting, but I did go to a graduation party. uh, And I got to finally see the people that I gifted Yellowstone to. So I had a, a three to five minute conversation about how good Yellowstone was. I think I did a pretty decent job of faking it. And uh, over the course of the evening, got this same thing repeated to me, maybe I think three or four times to the point where I had to go up to my mom and, and be like, hey, do we know, uh, do you guys know uh, Hank keeps uh, telling the same story every every other hour? You guys, like, am I breaking this guy's all time? <laughs> Do you guys or, or is everybody aware of this at this point? And uh, so that was a little bit awkward. I think they were aware of it. They're just kind of ignore, in, the, in the phase of ignoring it for right now. But he was a big fan of Yellowstone. Yes. What, what do we have? A little uh, dementia? Learning disability? Yes, so, something like that. Something like that going on. I think time, the, the Grim Reapers are slowly coming. And I, I, uh, nobody gave me a heads up. All of a sudden, I sat down next to him and heard the same thing three or four times. And so I was like, okay, hey, mom. Tells you the story and he goes, "Come here, I got another story for you." Tells you the same it story. It was. Again. It's my. I don't know. Would you call? Uh, your parents were divorced. I don't know if your mother remarried. You were kids, right? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Let's try this out. Go ahead. If. if <laughs> yeah, let's dig like, this hole, Brandon. Yeah, if, your, if your mom uh, remarried when you were an adult, would you still call the guy your stepdad? No, I'm, no, I'm just no, no. Like Tina's not my daughter's. Uh, stepmom. What, what do you? What would you call them? Tina. Just mom. Dads. Whatever their name is. Mom's husband. Yeah, yeah. my mother's husband. Would, my mother's husband. Describe. Yeah. That's what I go with. If you're describing it to someone like this. My is, mother's uh, lover. <laughs> mother, this is my mother's lover. My mother's lover. This is the same guy I met before. Yeah. All right. Good guy. I just feel bad. I don't. I just feel weird saying stepdad. So. Same age. Step. Grandpop was a. Uh, Slipping a little bit there. But anyway, that was my weekend. There you go. Step Grandpop. There you go. Grandpop <laughs> and Law Step. Chris, how was your weekend? Um, I worked. Smoked a turkey for the first time. Okay. On yesterday. Cut that motherfucker up. How'd it made go? Some sandwiches. It was easy. It's remarkably easy. Flavor? Uh, Flavor X was, you know, Rich? a little smoky, a little smoky, a little toky. This shows you I did fucking fuck all this weekend. Opened my pool today. Nice. Got that started because it's going to be 116 on uh, Saturday in uh, May because um, because uh, climate change is, uh, you know, not real. And uh, and keep throwing we need to bring black back plastic bags because um, they're so convenient that we should just throw them all in clog the sewers and everybody in south philly can have their house flood no i i i got yeah 
now. We had a, uh, yeah, you mean a, um, what were we doing? A wrecking. Wrecking with the sewers in Philly. Mm-hmm. When we were up in, when we were up in uh, Easton two weeks ago, it, I when he handed me a bag, I was like, what is, what is this contraption, this plastic bag? Because we don't have them in Philly. I don't know. I'm used to it. Streets look a lot cleaner now. We only got one kind of big plastic rat king in, in North Philadelphia, and that's brought to you <laughs> by basic. the Union. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> the Union rat. Chris, did you ever get up to that episode of um, When We Walk in the Shadows? The where, Union. Where the, where the doll? Union. The, her doll can jump. Oh yeah, goes into the rat. <laughs> so it jumps into one of those Union rats and it starts yeah, yeah, running yeah, away. Yeah, the yeah, spirit yeah. can take over yeah. inanimate objects. Man, I was in fucking tears when that Union Dying. rat went running down the street. I was, I think I was screaming, it, it's, it's going into the rat. I know it's going into the rat. And then it went into the rat, and I still laughed. I was like, the plastic it's, Union rat had a yeah, TV debut? Yeah, I think it squeaked, too, when it walked. Good stuff. What's the show called? Uh, what We Do in the Shadows. You don't have to have seen the movie. It's on Hulu. This. Highly recommend. I thought, they, I thought the, oh, look at this. What are you looking at? The, the, um, picture of the rat. I thought those were specifically sold to to unions. I didn't know that you could get your hands on on one of them. You had to, to uh, be a union rep to even get get log on to the website. Maybe they hit on get the, whatever log. the union is that uh you know like the fucking movie makers union. They were like, hey, let me borrow your rat. So the, I I, rem, I I remember seeing an article in like some I don't know it was a website or Playboy. maybe something on TV or something. No, no, no. I wish. And. Uh, I don't. I need more boobs and Playboy, less articles. Um, where they actually like told the story of the company that made the Union Rat. I oh. I don't have. I just don't. I mean, it's one company makes them all. I guess one. What company has a mon- monopolization? Monopol- of yeah. Inflatable rats in the United States. And the and the and it's probably a non-union company. Right. <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying gonna, to see how much they cost. I can't find one. So yeah, let's get a VR mascot. <laughs> Just start blowing it up outside of places and not saying <laughs> arbitrarily. Have you guys been getting a lot of more spam in your phone? Yeah. yeah. I've been getting the nudies now. Oh, oh, yeah? Like text message? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I, I, resp- I respond to them. They keep going back and forth. It's amazing. I get um, I get a lot of your government-issued card has oh, yeah, fraud on it. I got that. Yeah, too. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good times. What a time to be. I always respond. I respond to all of them. They ever, they ever come back at you? Well, the the nudie ones always do. They got you hooked. Like I, I could just bring this up and show you how long the text stream is. It's just going and going. I just keep going back with them. <laughs> keep going back and forth. I think it's hilarious. Every time I see my dad, he shows me one of them. Yeah. It's always like the female, and I, he thinks it's funny, but then I also think he's like, yo, check this out. Check out a girl videos. texted me. <laughs> yeah, check out this, this girl. Could have been a girl that texted me. Well, like, like this one sends the picture, and it's like she sends a picture of her sitting. Uh, this has got some nudity in it, so I don't know if YouTube's going to get pissed, but I'll cover the booby up. So it's her sitting on a uh, on her counter in her bathroom with like a toothbrush. Really? You're just getting these throughout getting the week. It. And I responded to her. When I saw that picture of her sitting near a toothbrush. Hey, what it do? <laughs> You'll need to sanitize that surface before brushing. 
Nice. I have a good time with it, man. And apparently, I'm not the only one getting the same woman. Like me and my friend have been sending our like pictures of our phones just back and forth. He's got a he in his is he's got an uncle named Armand that got injured in the war and he has to take care of him so he can't have her over. He's got a big elaborate lie. Me, I'm just snidey. He's got this big elaborate lie. It's amazing. It's feeding time for my uncle. I can't do it right now. <laughs> I love it. Keep it coming. Feeding you know, there's, time. for every hundred person, people that think it's funny, there's one person that's like, yes, this is the attention I always desired. Yes, I'll give you my credit card. One every thousand. Ten thousand. You think that's, is that's that rare? What? Yeah, I think it's that rare. Oh. I don't know. Brandon's dad. Do. What's got Brandon's dad? <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, one in 10,000 odds playing the lottery, there's, not that bad. Well, there's a large group of people that have purchased iPhones and then they, they never vibrate. And then every once in a while, a, a SMS comes in and they're like, oh, someone's someone's contacted me. Someone, as, someone desires me. They desire interaction with me. Any kind. Please send me pictures. I did that to uh, somebody else yesterday. What? On the other side, I was the bot. Oh, you were Great the bot. words. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. You want to talk about that? You can talk about that. Yeah, let's talk about it. Okay. So uh, Drake Wirtz is holding a fundraiser down in Florida. We uh, looked into the location, and after very, very little, uh, something that Dave Meltzer will never do, a little research, we found out that it was some MMA gym down in Florida. So Brandon, go ahead. Yeah, I, th- I think I've said this before in the podcast. One of my favorite things to do is just a little bit of Google and not, not take something at face value. Type in the address for the Drake Wirtz, uh, Florida, at the FRA headquarters. It just comes up to be an ACC combat gym in in Orlando. Uh, somewhat famous uh, team, uh, UFC, mixed martial arts team. So there's a phone number on there uh, to RSVP, and I text the phone number. I said, hey, is this, this event – or, hey, is this uh, Drake Wirtz? And he says, yes. This is – well, this is the campaign, is the which campaign. if – any of you guys are familiar, like like Jim is, with texting back with any, any of these automated things that usually have a canned response with proper grammar. Mm-hmm. Didn't get any of that. So, <laughs> so I, after a couple of responses, I was convinced that this is definitely just Drake Wirtz's cell phone posted on here. <laughs> uh, try, <laughs> trying to hack, uh, trying to validate the fact that they're just hosting this out of a, a jujitsu gym, and uh, he wanted he wanted a name to RSVP, so I told him it was a. Uh, Rory Gulak will be showing up, and then that was the end. Of the, <laughs> that was the end of the conversation. I bet you're not famous the only do, one. Famous dog fucking wrestler Rory Gulak <laughs> <laughs> is here to support, here for the cause. There you go, Chris. Lots. I don't have any. Okay. This guy's it's just weirdness. <laughs> when we, whenever we get into this, like these weird people that go off the deep end on the on the on either wing of the spectrum, mm-hmm. I just tune the fuck out. My brain doesn't even want to process it. Mm. Control your narrative, Griff. That's all we have to do. Control our narratives. All right, you want to talk about some stuff? Because yeah, a bunch of news down. happened. You want to talk about the big one, the little one? We want to talk about, Brandon. You pick one. Uh, how about Kodo Ibushi? Is there any right, update yeah, there? Let's talk about Kodo Ibushi first. Yeah. So, um, from what I've been seeing, we're trying to keep track. There's a couple of, of translators online in Japan that are translating some of his posts and responses to his posts and stuff like that. Um, one of them is for uh, Obari, who is, I believe his name is Obari. He's like president of New Japan Pro Wrestling or something like that. He has said like, you know, some people, the, the loose translation is that some people are going through some things 
it's not good to like jump on them when they're having a problem. You sit down with them, discuss the issue without mentioning any names, and hopefully we can come out come through with a uh, resolution. He was posting some stuff about he missed his mom and stuff like that. I don't know. He was getting pretty personal. This is for a guy that I said was like he rarely ever posts on social media. So, I mean, that's all we got so far. It seems like they're going to try to work it out. At least New Japan wants to. Yeah, Brandon. I was just going to – I brought it up because I wanted to hear what do you think about this. Like I, it sounds like we're sticking to the news piece right now, no comment. But to me, this is pretty fucking bananas. Uh, potentially bridges burned. This could be uh, – I, I guess I get nervous when I see somebody that age that's the, treated themselves the way Kota Ibushi's treated themselves, like emotionally freak out. Right. Part of me is like, is this some kind of like meltdown that he's having? Yeah. Um, because he he mentioned the yakuza yakuza, yeah, uh, which then spawned on another new internet rabbit hole for me. It was just searching people that comment on the actual yakuza because they've played the yakuza video game series. I recommend <laughs> looking that up on on Twitter. But <laughs> any <laughs> fuck. <laughs> so what I said, you guys the. That was that was someone was being sarcastic when they said that, but it was so fucking funny that I had to say it. To you. I don't know much them, about man. the Yakuza. Well, actually, I do. I played Yakuza Six, and uh, I know that they don't mess around. As a matter of fact, there's New Japan people in that. Is there a connection? There's a bunch of them. I was looking on Reddit too. There's more of them on there. Just yeah. very very funny. But yeah, I don't know. It it, it seems like he's legitimately pissed off i haven't heard any update you seem like they're going to try to work it out but uh the early impression that i got was that some bridges had been burned that mm. uh, or he crossed some lines that were not crossed to that point with any new japan wrestler he changed his uh bio i know that he's no longer says he's new japan in there changed his header photo on twitter to his ibushi or whatever the fuck his thing was called was it called the ibushi restoration wrestling project which is what he yeah. used to call it before he joined uh, new japan so I don't know. I mean, it's pro wrestling, and they're all carny as shit. So enough money, and anybody will come back, I guess. Mental health is what we're worried about here, right? Don't want to see him. He That's isn't coming to AEW, by the way. There's no <laughs> fucking way. Go ahead, Brandon. No, no, sorry to interrupt. That's what's concerning me. I'm like, yeah. Jesus, this is quite the blow-up. Yeah. Chris, thoughts? I mean, you know, I really don't have much to say other than what you guys were just talking about. I think you covered it. All right. How about uh, Sasha Naomi walking out of Raw last night? Are you aware of this, Brandon? Yes. Chris, are you aware? Yeah, I saw this last night and today. You watched? No, no, I didn't watch last night, but I saw it. I think you sent me something. I did. All right, and so I kind of did a little research. Go ahead. I'm we're sorry. not going to have any any groundbreaking shit here, but just just talk about it. So, I mean, obviously, this is all with a grain of salt because professional wrestling, reporters in professional wrestling, news coming out of professional wrestling isn't reliable. Sasha Naomi uh, talked to Vince about what was going to happen in their main event. They were in a six-man tag match. Um, I believe Naomi was supposed to win. Naomi was going to be a holdover feud for Becky Lynch, I believe. They didn't like it. They talked to Vince. Vince was like, oh, okay, uh, yeah, that's fine. I'll take you. Like he does with everybody. Yeah, I'll take your word for it. Then some producers came and started yelling at Sasha and Naomi. Uh, they went and tried to talk to Vince again. It didn't happen. They talked to another producer, and then they got yelled at again. 
And they basically just agreed to hand the, the uh, titles over and go home. And there you go. Brandon, thoughts? Did I miss anything? This, no, I don't think so. This is a, a, a very pro freaking out and leaving your job podcast. I think if yeah, one thing were that. So yep. we're all on, we're all on the, the same page there. Um, I, I, I didn't hear that detail about it. I was wondering why they were so pissed about a match that Naomi was supposed to win that she walked out. But um, at first, you know, my, my, I think my first thought was like, geez, guys, <laughs> it's a pretty good fucking paying gig for you to just freak out and not be able to do. But uh, as it's after about two minutes, I was like, you know, good for you guys. I, I've definitely been there for a lot less money many a time in my life. And um, I think it's the only way anything's going to change is for the actual stars to start saying, fuck this. I'm not doing this. So I guess not, not everybody's a yes man. Not everybody's going to be like, yeah, sure, Vince, whatever you say. Although Sasha seems like she was pretty on board with whatever Vince said anyway. I mean, she's been dealing with it for years. She's been third fiddle to Charlotte and Becky for fucking years. Like, she's one of the talented, most talented fucking wrestlers they got. And definitely one of the most popular. And uh, she's in fucking Star Wars, so she don't need this shit. <laughs> so, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know, Chris, thoughts? Well, I mean, you know... Like you said, third, I wouldn't even, I mean, I, she, she belongs in, she's talented as fuck. She's great. I wouldn't even put her in them using her in like a third role, like, you know, as a third, third, third on the ladder role, because she comes and goes and disappears and, and is in this and in that. And it's never in a, like a storyline that lasts, hasn't been for a while in a storyline that really had any kind of merit to it. Um, I mean, she has before but recently it's just been this like she's just stuck in this whirlpool fucking miasma of fucking six and eight man tags and i'm gonna fight i'm not gonna fight i have the tag team title i don't have the tag team title so this is my partner that's my partner i like this person i hate them now she she hasn't had a solid storyline in quite a while so i mean like you said definitely talent wise and you know you would think when you look at her and the way that they talk about her on the show that she's like one of the top but she's like the way they use her they don't use her as a top talent they use her as anybody else in there you know um any other you know insert wrestler here which is very strange because it seems that they they leave her in that position but at the same time they devote a lot of time and money to entrances and to making her seem special and then they do nothing with her which is very odd in my eyes um what was really weird about this and like you said you take it all with a grain of salt but WWE released a statement about her yeah they did which was very odd because they went into also twice they I have cut it you out. off real quick yeah also twice during the show they called them walking out unprofessional which never happens it's good. So, I mean, they, okay. We talk about this often. One of the greatest things about pro wrestling is that 99% of it is absolute horseshit. <laughs> that seems, 1%. This seems a little that, too strange to, to be a story. That, well, that's what I'm saying. That 1% that hooks you in and you say to yourself, is that fucking real? Right? Now, I agree with you, but at the same time, you know, uh, we've been in this weird time frame where wrestling WWE and the wrestlers in WWE have been manipulating social media so much that you see so much behind the scenes. 
I don't. I'm not saying that this is what's happening. I'm just saying, like, raising the question, is this their clunky way of trying to insert that into the storyline? No way. This is too spontaneous. WWE does not do anything this spontaneous, ever. They haven't done it in years. The only time anything spontaneous happens is when something happened. Yeah, Charlotte and fucking Becky Lynch almost getting in a fist fight in the ring. Nia Jax and Charlotte getting in a fist fight in the ring. Stone Cold Steve Austin walking out. Like, these things were spontaneous, and they happened. They didn't talk about them anymore. This is odd. This is very strange. It seems almost vindictive. Classic Vince vindictive, where it's like, she can go. Sasha Banks can go somewhere. But for by her putting it, but maybe by him putting out, uh, she's unprofessional. Because that's who's talking to Corey Graves. Mr. Punk Rock Corey Graves is listening to his corporate boss and saying, unprofessional. My boss told me to say unprofessional, so I'm going to say unprofessional because I'm so punk rock. This is just too weird because they're trying. It seems like he's trying to hurt her chances of do any do anything else and come crawling back to her. She's bigger than WWE. She's in fucking Star Wars. She's bigger than WWE. <laughs> can I? I don't can know I what something? the goal of that statement it was by WWE. But go ahead, Chris. Yeah, it was very strange. And like I said, man, it was like you know, if, if it was, which I agree with you, Jim. I'm not saying you're. I I, I don't think it was. It was uh, it's a work. Um, if it was, they deserve a war, an award for some of the shittiest writing and storytelling for the clunkiest of fucking deliveries ever on right, television. You don't see it on TV. You um, don't see the and, story develop. It just happened. And and it just happened. And it was and it was we know WWE. They they can't do anything storyline wise without fucking soaking it in gasoline, lighting it on fire and slapping you in the face with it. So it's like. You know, you, you you know that that's where it's 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 them him being like you said, being like, I'll get him. But here's the thing. This is what's fucking wild. If that's the way that he's thinking or that they're thinking, you have a number of all these wrestling companies that are out there that anybody could go to and make a buck here, make a buck there and make a lot of fucking money. Somebody like Sasha Banks pops up on a fucking like fucking indie show in 2300 arena that fucker sells out in five minutes Mm -hmm. and she makes 20 grand to work 10 minutes we see how much these girls can make on fucking only fans by just posting pictures that we've already seen before exactly in an hour um but also you have all these and then you have aw just say aw out there any impact out hey, there there's some new any, stuff on there jim is there <laughs> any of the, any of these companies out there do you really think if you're vince mcmahon these companies are going to look at them and go well they pissed vince off you better not hire them they're going to fucking like they'll they're be carny. fucking killing money. each other to get to them you're not getting black it's so fucking <laughs> that's what i don't get yeah go ahead Brent. and then Corey graves mr punk rock like you said Fuck him. I fucking hate that dude. Brandon. My, uh, my read on this was like, well, one, it is unprofessional to walk out. I, I'm okay with it. I think it's it was probably justified, but it is. Vince had that as an impulse reaction to like, well, you crossed the line that we're not okay with other people feeling comfortable crossing. So we're going to have a staunch, hard response to this. But I don't know what that response does. I like to Chris's point, it doesn't do anything back. Right. Where I my initial reaction, which went away in two minutes, where I was like, "Why the fuck would you leave a show over a booking decision?" There has to be so much more to this right. than that. 
that that's what I'm, um, I have no feel for and I'm curious about because there's just no way that these two adults would walk out about like some kind of pl- simple plot. Line I wasn't allowed to win. Conflict. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, <laughs> or I was, now. but in like where the story was going. Yeah, it doesn't make like, sense. This was bigger than it, yeah. than anything that was addressed within the, what we have right now. Right. And it doesn't help when you're uh, people who don't make the company any money as opposed to Sasha and Naomi who are selling merch. You got these half-wit fucking former carny pro wrestlers in your face telling you that you you need to do it because blah, 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 blah. it's like fuck you Michael Hayes or whoever the fuck little shit is yelling in your face get the hell out of here fuck you I don't have to listen to this bullshit middle management bullshit I quit rip your fucking well, smock off Sasha walk out can I get <laughs> yeah so <laughs> think about it this way like all right so we talked about this before i mean how many times I, i've heard interviews of people on snl that have said the same thing where it's like you want to get in and talk to lauren michaels you want to get in and talk to vince mcmahon and you have these writers and producers that are fucking this dude is 100 percent available to you but we're going to use our fucking like little petty ways to fucking block your way and fucking get you every time you turn around we're going to make sure we write you out of this thing and write you out of that thing and eventually, I'm sure this has been going on with these. They, look, it's not good when you have two people of superstar level because just like Sasha Banks could sell out any small little place in five minutes, I'm fairly sure that Naomi could sell it out in six, right? So you not only do you have these issues that are coming up and coming up and coming up, then you take the people that you have these issues that are constantly dealing with this shit and you stick them in a car with one another for six fucking hours as they drive to another town. And what do they start doing? They start going, what the fuck? They do the entire ride is them fucking moaning about this shit. Then eventually they go, what the fuck are we doing? Going to go work for Freddie Prince Jr. and his new company. Yep. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Brandon, did you know Freddie Prince Jr. used to be a writer for WWE? I had no idea. Yeah. Yes, Go ahead, You even alluded to it, Chris, and while they all the pomp and circumstance for Sasha Banks, but she doesn't they don't put her in the top spot. And this is the post Shawn Michaels events. It's that WWE is the entity, the people the wrestlers aren't the entity. He doesn't want anyone to get too big. Everyone has to be under his thumb. So I this is complete conjecture, but I'm imagining Sasha Banks isn't cool with that nor would any reasonable successful wrestler be so this was the you know probably the blow off of a uh, something that was a long time coming that's how i see things yeah she's been talking about it for a while if you go i think she was on broken skull challenge or broken skull sessions she talks about something similar to this she's been on other things where she's saying like i used to be happy to be here now i know that i'm marketable and i am worth something and i want to be treated a certain way Maybe she's not. Maybe she's upset more about Naomi's fucking situation. She's like, I'm sticking by you. Maybe Naomi, I mean, this is complete conjecture. Maybe Naomi wanted to walk out. She's like, I'm sick and tired of this bullshit. So she's like, you're my buddy. I'm walking out with you. They'll listen to me if they're not going to listen to you. It's possible. I don't know. We'll never know. She'll either show up next week like nothing happened, or uh, we'll get her on fucking Jericho she's the, moaning. She's the joker. Um, <laughs> no, I was going to say, let me just add this real quick. Because Brandon, Brandon touched on it earlier. And, and somebody, this actually happened to me one time. So Brandon touched on it. Like walking out is very unprofessional, right? But fuck it. If you got to walk out, you got to walk out. So I had a friend. It's on bartending one night. And a customer, a regular is in there. It's only me, him, and one of the other bartenders who's not working that night. I'm closing up. And he's like, man, I'm dreading going to work tomorrow. 
uh, I got to quit. And I didn't have time to give him notice. And the other bartender that was in, was an older guy, right? He doesn't work there anymore. He's retired now. But at this time, he's like in his mid-60s. And he goes, why do you got to give him two notice? Two weeks notice. If they wanted you gone, you'd walk in there and they'd look at you and they'd say, get your shit and get the fuck out. It doesn't – it do, that, in the, in the work, work environment, that doesn't go both ways. No. You're expected to give notice and be professional. But if you walk in there and they don't want you anymore, you're fucking fired that day. So I don't give a shit. Good for them. They walk the fuck out. Is it unprofessional? Professional? Is it? I mean, it's not like they're stuck. They got a billion people working for them. It's not like you're working in a place and there's five guys and now you got all these shifts to fill and you don't have enough fucking people to do it. Fucking let them go. I'm glad. Yeah, it's not like you have Good insurance for them. or uh, anything like that. Yeah, it's like not that. like your insurance. Like the, you're not worried about that. That's for sure. Four hundred one fucking k or retirement plan. Get right. the fuck out of here. It's just all it's all leverage. That's all that. That's all that it is. Yep. You give two weeks because you have no leverage and you want them to say something nice about nice you to about the next you, person, yeah. which isn't even a fucking real thing anymore. Right. You can just uh, in the professional world, like LinkedIn is a big thing. You could just fucking make up what your job was, right. post it on LinkedIn, and then just send a resume out, get a new one. Just fucking. And lie. they're not allowed to say anything bad about you. They're not. Right. They're not. And 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 then the other thing is it's you know it's it's the you know uh, the situation. I know people have been in the situation where they get called in the office to get fired, and they basically get berated for twenty minutes. And at the end of getting berated, they get told, "Okay, we're not going to need you anymore." Like you could have started with this. Oh, you mean me? No, oh, yeah, I, I, I yeah, didn't, I just, but yeah, I just watched. You told that story. I'm listening to me get fired. What's that, Brent? Oh, that's <laughs> I just, right. I, I just had five hundred people get fired. Yeah, that found out the night before via news article that there were were going to be fired or that there was a massive it doesn't like they, they certainly do not care the most important thing i think just to close from my end here is i don't think this is that big of a deal I don't think so either. like within the pro wrestling world i get why it is but cool somebody that was sick of working somewhere decided they don't want to be there anymore good for them yeah sasha naomi aren't but it's they weren't like really in a major storyline anyway they were members of this six-man tag match that they weren't really going to be involved in. I don't think. Maybe Naomi was going to be coming out of it, but did anybody really? Believe I asked myself the win? question all the right, exactly. Like I asked myself the question all the time. Like once you have a, enough money, these famous people. Once you have enough money where you don't have to work anymore, how the fuck do these people keep working? I don't get it. And so it's good to see someone just not that Sasha Banks is stopping working but it's like we've if you have three million dollars in the bank why are you ever doing anything you don't feel like doing again right. so you know i mean they are going out there all the all of them are going out there and they're creating something from nothing right like they're going out there and they're performing it's what they wanted to do their whole lives it's an art to them and you want to perform your art Right. And that's why I mean, I can understand you make money. You got a lot of money. And this is you're right. You're 100 percent correct here. You're making a lot of money. But people also say, well, you're getting paid a lot of money. What do you care? Because that, you know, that's not everything. That <laughs> does. That's some fucking like you think of every fucking rock star that's going off the fucking deep end. And what do they say? Oh, it was great. I was in the stadium and I had fucking 20,000 people screaming my name and it was fantastic. And then it ended and I went back to the hotel room and I was alone. Right. It doesn't matter. So, I mean, you know, when you're not being able to perform the thing or create the thing that you've worked your whole life to create because somebody else is telling you you can't do it and there's options, go take the options. 
Unless you're Kevin Nash. That's what I, that's what I meant. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to say she doesn't like wrestling. I mean, I just meant, hey, if if you, WWE doesn't isn't doing what you feel like doing, fucking leave. That's what they did. Good for them. Chase your happiness. It's out there. Not AEW though. You'll get a, you'll get less TV time. Sasha Banks is the Joker. Next week she'll be on Dark against the Opera Lady. There you go. Would it be fair to say that she's controlling her narrative? She is controlling her narrative, and she's also anti-vax, so maybe she'll be in control your narrative. Um, Gargano's left WWE. Are you excited to see them in AEW, Brandon? No. Yeah, this is. I mean, this this is this is rhetorical. The NXT guys have sucked. Yeah. Sorry, it's just my table. Chris, your thoughts. This will push uh, and uh, AEW further into the place where I don't want AEW to be pushed into. I don't want. If he's this the is go- the, dude, the don't be the Joker. Not that I really care about the men's Joker. It doesn't matter. But come on, man. I don't want Gargano. We don't need a Gargano. No, we have Garganos. We have the eight- new. We have the fucking. Uh, That's Dark all they Order. got. Is a Dark of- the Dark Order is a bunch of Garganos. Yeah, I don't right. need another Gargano. <laughs> Fuck that, man. Dude, like this is so like this is if if he was to go to AW, we don't know what he's gonna do, right? Because right? this guy is like he. And was Candace LeRae, his... I mean, just just clear this up. She just had a baby. I know there's some fucking nerds out there that are like she's a Joker, she's a Joker. There's no fucking way she's ready to get her yet. There, there. Um, if you ever read, I remember when he first came into WWE, and I read an article about him. I mean, this dude, his life is the Indies. Hmm. This is he's the indie darling. Now he'll go over great with AEW, but you know, I mean, to the same fucking group of people that watch every week. It's not right. like he's going to bring anybody new in. And um, he's, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if that guy just goes nowhere and just goes back to being the indie guy. He is uh, going nowhere. He is nothing going nowhere. <laughs> he's nowhere. Um, more news. Uh, any final thoughts on that, Brian? No, sir. More news. Ric Flair officially getting back in the ring. Uh, where's the show? Chris, you're a big fan of this. You were on his, uh, you were on his Instagram today giving positive notes to encourage it. Yeah, I think somebody some, uh, somebody got back at me, too, which was pretty good. Um, where is he going? Let's see. Hold on. Well, let's turn that down. <laughs> so, all right. So, I'm trying to. It's July 31st in Nashville. Okay, we're going. He's he, he's asking who his last match should be against. And the video he puts up is him against Ricky fucking Morton. Between the two of them, it's 360 years old. Right. 360 years on this planet between the two. And Ricky Morton has got like old person jaw chew thing going where he's like. Like, I mean. Chewing on his teeth. But if you'd like to know, listeners, what I my comments. Let's say. Hold on. Let me let me read. I'll be Ric Flair. So on his post. Okay. Who should be my last match? He does all capitals at the beginning of all of his words. Who should I take to school on July 31st in Nashville? Woo! Ric Flair's last match.com. So, Chris, uh, what um, positive things did you... Uh... Well, the first one I said was the angel of death. He Wait, should wrestle. You got a response. I'll be the response. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Flair already put the Angel of Death in a figure four leg lock once, once, once. Who liked it? Let's see who liked it. Oh, Stedge. Who liked that comment? Stedge Bosnack. 
Yeah, he liked it. Hey, Stash. Yeah, the the other one, uh, (laughs) the other one, uh, my other response, because I didn't think that that had enough juice. So my second response was he should wrestle Dignity. There you go. (laughs) Anything else you had? (laughs) Yes, yes, I had another one. I had another brainstormed a few hours later. Um, And... uh, Crippling dementia was the opponent for his last match. There you go. Yeah. So. There you go. So we're not going to see Ric Flair. I just I'm, my uh, for tickets. You just <laughs> signed for tickets on RicFlair'sLastMatch.com. <laughs> my last. How much are the tickets? It doesn't. It's funny. You can't even buy them if you click get tickets. I, I had to give my email and phone number and then check what I'm interested in. So there's weekend passes, day passes, meet and greets, Ric Flair's last match, and then what intrigues me, the roast of Ric Flair. Nice. Flair's so old, he had heart attacks and broke up his wife, throw his dick. His dick's so big. Ha, 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 ha. Should I send in a video and try it? Chris, you need to try out to get on the, the, di- the dais for the roast of Ric Flair. Oh, my God. No, I don't. No. <laughs> Come on, do it. Uh, all right, so I'll go. Let's, let's hold on. Come on. Hold on. I got a few Ric Flair jokes. We'll throw them out at you. Okay, here we go. You ready? Yeah, let's go. All right. Number one. Now listen, I love I wrote, this. This is like I wrote fucking this. David Letterman. This. Let's go. Here I we wrote go. This, I wrote this yesterday. Number one joke. Here we go. Ric Flair is so old that when he talks, he sounds like this. Okay. All right, okay. That's the first one. Okay. Okay, next. <laughs> This is good stuff, Chris. Sorry, I gotta you get start, you're starting off strong. There you go. Ric Flair has lost so much blood cutting his head open that when he talks, he sounds like... Okay, so I can see where this is going. Okay. You got one <laughs> more? We for a triumvirate? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this is it. Ric Flair has been such a shitty father... That his daughter kind of hates him in real life. There you go. That's see. That's there the, you go. That's, that's, hard. that's the hard. That hits hard. Game. And then he goes, "Hey, no silence!" And starts gigging himself and doing that thing when he, when Triple H beat him up and he was slapping his head the next night. That the worst video and one of the worst videos in professional wrestling history. When Ric Flair starts busting open his cuts from the night before with his own knuckle. Fuck him. Quality stuff. Chris, good job. Thanks Thanks put a round of applause Thank you, Chris. <laughs> Put some work in. He made those up last night, apparently. I wrote them. I wrote them all day today. I was writing them all day. There you go. Good job. There you go. God damn, he's funny. I was just laying. I was like 1 o'clock in the morning. I was on the couch. I think I watched that video, and I was just started laughing. I was just, in my, <laughs> to myself, I was just going, Nate. Can you think about this? If one of the guys got on the dais and was like, what can I say about Ric Flair? He's a shitty dad and his kids hate him. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> the whole place is like, what can I say about Ric Flair? Disrespect a shitty father whose kids hate him. How dare you do it? <laughs> what, what can I say about Mr. Flair down there? That hasn't been said before. That hasn't been said before. How about this? I love you, Dad. Your son's dead. <laughs> I love you, Dad. Thanks for being there, Dad. That's never something that's never been said before. Happy birthday, Dad, from his dead son today. Thank you. And good night. 
and then run <laughs> out. Run out like Kramer. Yeah, but Ugh. the seventy-year-old men are gonna come chasing after you. The ghost of fucking Harley Race. Come Ollie wheeling, Anderson. Come wheeling after you. It's one of the. It's as bad of a decision as someone could make. The guy's fucking seventy years old. It's it's a, it should have been over long long ago. I love that he like he just won't fucking let it go. Nope. Not well, everybody's Fujinami. Fujinami actually looks kind of good in there for a second. Wait a minute, man. You know, you know. That he's coming out in the fucking robe and the tights. He's not like he's been gonna, getting beat up in his red ass underwear. A fucking yeah, he's gonna come out in his red seventy-year-old man. It's tense. You know see what's the worst? It. You watch Japan, you uh, see it. Fujiwara coming out, Fujinami coming out, Koshinaka, who is not even that old. They come out, they look so old. And Flair, <laughs> who just got over having his second heart attack, I think. He's he almost died. He almost died. I'm not going to drink anymore. It's okay. If I, <laughs> it's okay if you give it you cardio. Here's a video of me on a fucking rowing machine. Like, <laughs> 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 I, I love that we hate him. That I love him. I love I'm him. I'm not even sure him. that I hate him. I don't, I don't hate him. him. Like, no, I don't hate him. I mean, I, 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 I there's... <laughs> I I say it I, I I you're gonna get sick of it I say it so much it's just that it, for so long he's been this fucking guy that you can't even remember when he was good he's been this fucking mess for like twenty years he's done some terrible things we do admit how that, long but how long ago was when he got kicked by Shawn Michaels I'm sorry and Shawn Michaels who the Lord should take that man he took one of his back eyes. home to have. He took one of his straight eyes. He's like, dear Lord, this is Shawn Michaels, by the way. Dear Lord, because apparently he's from Texas, which I didn't know until he said he started saying he was from Texas. Dear Lord, I've done some terrible things. Sonny is a drunk because of me. <laughs> and you killed some people. Sean Stasiak? No, that's not Sean Stasiak. Who's the guy, who's the guy that killed, who died? Sonny's boyfriend. Candido? Chris, Chris Candido killed himself as well. He died drugs. I screwed over so many people, Lord. How can I be saved? Sean. <laughs> I know this it's is coming. God. The only way for you to achieve penance is for me to take one of your straight eyes. Okay, Lord, thank you. And then his eye went wonk. <laughs> there you go. I was there. I saw it all. In his tell-all tell all book, how God took my eyes, the redemption of Shawn Michaels. An eye for an eye. Truly. And also, we haven't mentioned this yet, but we actually get the chance for like Ric Flair's entire torso to compress, and his head goes all the way down like to his slink. hips. He's, he's going to slink up on us. We went from 0% probability to like a 5% probability. That's huge. <laughs> what if he comes into the ring like Sting? Nothing funnier could fucking happen than if he takes, like, one suplex and just, like, Paul Orndorff explodes. <laughs> In ten years from now, we'll be doing the podcast still. Well, we do the podcast in ten years, we'll have 27 listeners, and we'll do a, a throwback to <laughs> the time Ric Flair died. Yeah. Here's one of our best rated, we got 30 listeners on this episode, it's one of our most listened to episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Flair dying when we talk about Rick Flair dying. And it's just oh, it's an God. hour of us just hysteric, <laughs> hysterics about Rick Flair dying. 
Does it make it bad people? Kind of. Uh, I guess we're bad people. Yeah, it does. Who cares? I'm a bad person. Anything else? <laughs> Anything else going on in the news that we need to talk about? I don't. Think no, so. I don't think so. I don't think so. We'll talk about stardom stuff when the show comes up because we're running a little longer already. Uh, let's talk about AEW. So um, there was some standout stuff. I guess this was a pretty damn good episode of AEW, except for well, no, I think Rampage was bad. I did. Okay, let's talk about some stuff. How about Dan Housen getting beaten like 15 seconds? That was amazing. Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to lead off with Dan Housen. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess it was amazing. I hate Dan Housen deeply. He He's so unfunny, he makes almost everything unfunny. I, it, he removes the ability to laugh from my human form That's by how brutal he is. But I love that sets lost. up this hook ha- this hook house and I don't I just hate <laughs> his guts. It's it's I, I hate his guts. Uh but it, I guess it sets up this match now where it's like Hook and Tony Nice who squashed somebody against Tony Nice's manager and a guy that lost in fifteen seconds. So yeah, good stuff. Chris thoughts Next. Brandon, nailed it. Next. Next. Yeah, you nailed it. I don't give a shit. Um, All right. CM Punk coming out in a John Tavares jersey in fucking New York, the Islanders Stadium. And uh, who's the Mastman, the announcer? Excalibur. Excalibur. Having no idea anything about hockey and saying, he's trying to win the local fans over in this Islanders jersey. (laughs) What the fuck, dude? You don't, it's like you don't even know when your fucking wrestlers work in heel. <laughs> Brandon thoughts. I was having flashbacks of when uh, Excalibur was doing his mixed martial arts analysis. Like this guy has no fucking clue about anything except for what he was, was supposed to know for the TV show. But apparently he doesn't even know that. Chris. No, I got nothing. I mean, you know, good match. I, well, I mean. Was it? I, was it though? No. <laughs> no but, you know, here's the thing. I, I thought about this. I'll just say it real quick because who knows when it's going to come up again. It's been kind of swirling around in the back of my head. I think John Silver mm-hmm. is the only person when they fire the entire Dark Order because they don't use them for anything. He's the only person you keep because yes. he can always make people laugh and make people happy. You can even at some point for a short, silly period of time, put the AEW championship on that goofball for like three weeks until he loses it or like win one night, lose it on Friday, whatever it works. People like him, but the rat, you know, but other than that fucking dark order, who gives a shit? Um, he does remind me real quick of, uh, that adage. I always think in my head, like take the, make the most of your TV time. Yeah, he does. He's oh, yeah, there. he nails he's it. Squealing, he's flexing, he's flopping all over the place. Yeah, He knows he's silly looking, and he fucking just leans right into it. Um, Jericho Appreciation Society comes out. They uh, do a victory speech, <laughs> and uh, then the Combat Club come out. And uh, this is pretty good. I thought this was pretty good. Brandon. I think I liked it because yeah, it William Regal punched somebody. That's why it was so stupid. He hit Jericho right in the he mouth. Punched him in the mouth. Yeah. yeah. yeah About uh, pissing in his tea. Yeah, maybe it's paybacks for pissing in his tea. Two thousand or whatever. That was so uh, good. That was re- was that yeah. X seven, Chris? Oh, I don't remember. I think it was. I think it was the ladder match, uh, uh, WrestleMania. Well, the lead up to it. That was the feud. That was the boiling point of the feud. Go ahead, Brian. If this is what they do for the double or nothing, I don't know if that's set yet. The Jericho Appreciation Society versus Blackpool Combat Club. 
and uh, or Eddie Kingston and them. I, you know, I like all of these guys working together. They're they're kind of come up coming up with something quickly here. I guess Wheeler Yuta's leaving for New Japan soon, right? He's already there. Yeah, I'm trying yeah, to think. Super of the, J uh, Cup is the, the numbers. Super is that J five Cup on is five? Now. That's five on five. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that, that I, I think that would be a perfect like middle of the show five on five. I did like the continuity of, uh, you know, you wondered if, if uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Moxley was still buddies with Eddie Kingston, and then when they they fought together, so they're still friends. I like it. Keep keep the continuity going. Even yeah. if they haven't been on screen together in like months. Go ahead, Chris. Uh, it just it just dawned on me. So um, five on five, Jericho Appreciation Society, Kingston, uh, Proud and Powerful, and then the Blackpool Combat Club. It is double or nothing. Stadium Stampede. Stadium Stampede match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm into it. I'm not where there. Is it yeah. On TV. Yeah. Where is What's it? That? I'll look it up. It's in. It's in Vegas. Oh yeah, that's right. It's in Vegas. It would have been in Vegas last year, but they were. The it was Vegas COVID. Stadium. Yeah. So they'll do Stadium Stampede in Vegas. I don't know if they will. I don't know. We'll see. I. I feel like it makes less and less sense the, uh, the farther away from March of 2020 we get. Well. <laughs> Remember that stadium stampede too. And the only reason I'm saying this is because 2021 they did stadium stampede Three. in Jacksonville, right? And then again yeah, this, next year. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, I'm going backwards. So last okay. year they did it in Jacksonville, and the year before they did it as well. That's when Hagman had the horse. Right, right, right. So you have those two. The only reason I'm saying this is because you got five on five, and it's double or nothing, and it's now we've done it two years in a row. Why not make it the tradition of double or nothing? That's all. That's why I'm saying it. I don't know that they're going to do it. It seems to line up that way. Yeah, it's just line, things are lining up. It hasn't changed since we talked about it last week. We still have the two title matches, men's and women's, and there's a pre-show match of Hook and Danhausen versus Nice and Smart Mark Sterling. That's a pre-show match, though. They That's only have a listed, place to put that. They only have listed two other matches, but that would, I would imagine there would be three other. There would be five total with a couple of pre-show matches. We'll see. Dan Allen makes me want to fucking just close my laptop and act like <laughs> pro wrestling never existed. Go home. I'm done with it. Uh, I'm uh, done. I'm done housing. That's <laughs> what Brandon says when he slams it. <laughs> done housing. Goes upstairs. Uh, Tony Storm versus Jamie Hader for uh, the Owen Hart tournament. We'll talk about the Owen Hart tournament in a minute. Damn good match, Brandon. Sorry, which match? Uh, I was literally just thinking about how much I hate Dan House, and I too completely tuned you out. Tony Storm versus Jamie Hader. A lot of Heine in this yeah, match. Yeah, this was a Heine field, field. It was a lot of good. I mean, I think Jamie Hader's brewing towards something here once she separates from Britt Baker. Uh, that's pretty much all that I fucking got on it. Chris? Yeah, same thing. Good match. Um, It's almost like Jamie Hayter just loves to take pins in AEW. Mm. But whatever. She's I good, mean, though. So She is good. And um, Heinies. Heinies. Lots of Heinies. Not a problem with that. Nope. I'll never complain. Um, Let's see. What else do we want to talk about? Definitely not the main event of Rampage, because... I'll tell you, nothing makes me not give a shit more in a match than fucking Scorpio Sky. I do not give a fuck about that. <laughs> Brandon, thoughts? Agreed. Scorpio Sky uh, will put you to fucking sleep. 
<laughs> Chris does. So wait, you're saying Scorpio Sky will put you to sleep, but the addition of Frankie Kazarian <laughs> didn't counteract that? Uh, fuck it. Oh, yo, fucking Bleacher Report gave it an A-. minus. Mm-hmm. That's great. Because they sat there and watched it. Probably must have been mm-hmm. a great. It must have been a great technical. Yeah, as soon as I saw it was the main event, I was like, "Oh, I don't have to watch a main event this week. That's great." Not police report. Not police report. Not on by Time Warner. Right. Anything else we want to talk about? Uh, Riho and Ruby Soho. Very good match. Um, Karshida is not going to be in. So this is another weird thing. Karshida is wrestling in Japan. She announced she was coming back. She was in the tournament. Then AEW announced that she's injured. She kind of put out, I'm not really injured <laughs> or something. And then they had to be like, oh, yeah, you are injured. And then they came up with some story where she couldn't make her second physical, so she's not going to be back. I, I don't fucking know. But anyway, she's not in it. Chris Statlander's replacing her. Uh, Ruby Soho beats Riho, and then we get Chris Statlander versus Ruby Soho, I guess. I don't fucking know what the hell's going on here. Brandon. Thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, let us inform you of what's happening in this week in wrestling with I don't know what the fuck's going on here. Thanks for oh, listening. No, 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 that's right, that's right. During a, they did a promo with uh, I, I totally got lost. A promo with um, the giant woman. Satnam. <laughs> Who? Satnam Singh. Satnam Singh. No, no. Um, uh, fuck. Uh, Jade Cargill, and she had her ladies out, and Jade Cargill looks like a fucking million bucks, and holy shit, fucking. The other girl, the girl from TNA, man. I think she's my number one now. Number one crush on a professional wrestler. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, you're talking about Kiara Hogan. Oh my God, that woman is so. <laughs> yeah, she's she's quite quite lovely. Yeah, and it, and also it doesn't hurt when um, when Jake Cargill wears a skin tight dress that is the exact same shade as her skin color and you think she's naked for the first five seconds like, i was like what what this is the I best. my tv like what what oh oh what oh my god this is the best oh, I'm, like, ever. Looking, I'm looking under it i'm trying to catch angles for my tv maybe i can see something so anyway back to the storyline so uh red velvet cake was like uh yeah i don't have to face anybody i get a buy and then the car because the car she not going to be there and then chris Adlander came out and chris Adlander wears black now and she's mean good brandon thoughts yeah i thought the ruby soho riho match was really good i'll go back to that one uh i could see ruby soho winning this whole thing i feel like uh, where they're at right now, they brought Ruby in. They're like, well, we're not fucking, you know, not going to be the champion right away. But we'll give you this Owen Hart classic that we're going to make a big deal. Uh, I thought that was really entertaining, though. Jade Cargill, I'm interested. I noticed over time she's like fucking less and less interested in smart Mark Sterling. So they have something in mind as to who's going to be this manager. Uh, I'm curious who it's going to be because I feel like there's huge potential there. Jade Cargill fucking rules. And if you if you go plus plus there instead of plus minus with the Jade Cargo manager relationship, that could set the set uh, her AEW career off. So really? I heard somebody I was listening to some other fucking podcast there said Malcolm Bivens Malcolm from NXT, Bivens, yeah, and I was like, that'd be well. funny. Yeah, I don't know what the non compete or whatever is. That would be fun. And I, mean, I she doesn't really need one. I mean, she's great on the mic, but go ahead, Chris. No, I was just gonna say it's usually ninety. What's that? It's usually ninety. What's 90 volley, volleyball 90, guys have been doing 90. 
Oh, 90 it's days. It's always been 90, 90 days. days yeah. That's right. He's yeah. He's been fired for a while. So 90 days. <laughs> Thoughts on this? Also, you know, you say, what's his name, Malcolm Bivens? Yes. Right? Like so, like have have a I like the idea. Finally, in professional wrestling, maybe like let's just speculate that it would be Malcolm Bivens. Then you finally have a powerhouse African American woman kicking everybody's ass with an African American man helping her out, not some sleazy white dude having to shove the his colonel? face in there. Not the colonel. No fucking fucking what's his name? Like Smart like Mark Sterling. Attorney. Yeah. Yeah. Like 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 oh oh well we have we have a black woman and she's like. Kind of the face of our division, but we got to get a white guy in there. So now, fuck that. Get him out. Put another black person in there and make them the fucking face of your goddamn division. I like it. Give me some diversity for once, you cunts. They're doing a good job of it, though, I think. <laughs> no, they, they are. <laughs> yeah, and it's, again, it's not that I think Jade Cargill is bad, but I love, I love when, like, the massive wrestler has the manager. I just think that that works very well when it does work well. The, when it's Vicky Guerrero and Nyla Jax... You go, you go backwards, but right. If Nyla Jade Rose, Cargo Nyla had Rose, somebody fucking Nyla hilarious, Nyla Rose. yeah, sorry, Nyla Rose, I apologize. Sorry. If Jade Cargo had somebody fucking hilarious with her, that would become like the most interesting thing to me on the show. Yeah, it would. Well, it also sets up when you have because she's essentially a giant, right? I mean, we can agree she's a giant, uh, and you have giants. Giants are very hard to get heat on. Uh, they're very hard to make sympathetic baby faces out of them, which is kind of what you need to make a, a a really good story work. So you have to saddle them with somebody or hook them up with somebody. A lot of times, like, it's good to hook them up with a manager because then the manager can fucking turn on them. Mm-hmm. And now they're all of a sudden the one that's been manipulated. And then they start. And then you can start because we all know you don't have to be bigger than somebody to bully the shit out of them. Um so, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's it's it, it, it like you said, it works. It works. Give him a sleaze ball. And then there's your there's your out later on into uh, turning them into a baby face. All right. Let's talk about the uh, Owen Cup tournament we've got going on now. So we got Britt Baker, DMD versus the Joker. Winner faces Tony Storm and the it's so Candice LeRae. Who do we think the Joker is? Brandon. Apparently it's Candice LeRae. I don't know. I, I was doing no research on this one. I'm like, let's see if I can surprise myself. Chris, what one do you think time. Of Who would the Joker be? I don't know. I'm saying Makito. Ah, okay. There you go. They you have his DMD. Too. You think DMD gets the boot immediately in this? Yeah, I think she loses to Makito. Yeah, I think she should get the boot. Mm. Top of the card, heel. In the women's division, should not go deep into this. Just give her to Putin because you have a million things you can do with her. Right. Yeah. Maybe somebody screws up. Maybe Jamie Hayner screws up trying to interfere. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Um, so Ruby Soho beat um, Riho. So the winner of uh, Red Velvet Cake and Chris Statlander face Ruby Soho. Brandon, who you got? Statlander. Mm-hmm. Chris. Yeah, I'm gonna go Statskis all the way. I think it seems like we're getting Tony Storm versus Ruby Soho in the final, right? Yeah, that would make yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, totally does. There you go. <laughs> Crack analysis. The oh, real, right. the real question is, does Tony Storm? Yes. Break out the Rob Halford hat. Oh, I was wondering finals. where her tiny little hat is. 
I like the tiny one, the 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 big oh, motorcycle. Yeah, the big one. Leather remember the tiny chat. one? Yeah, she used to wear a little hat, but she lost that years ago. Yeah. Uh, Remind me of it with Chris Statlander to derail this real quickly. They put out footage of the the AEW video game that's okay. coming out at some point this year, and it was Chris Statlander was the the footage that they showed. So at some point, I'm going to get both of these video games and just dump like 40 hours and 20 hours a piece into them and come back with a review for you guys. So nice. It's not that we're ignoring the WWE 2K22 success, which apparently it's doing very well. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I've we're gonna have to. I'm gonna the, have to do a compare and contrast. I've seen some of the. Uh, the create your wrestlers that are out there. They're fucking awesome. I'm into it. I, I almost got it because we were talking about create your wrestler. I don't know what made me think. <laughs> Cause I, I made a wrestler as somebody. I'm not going to talk about them, but I made a wrestler <laughs> of somebody. Jim will know who I'm talking about. He had white pants on with mud all over them. There you go. Um, and, uh, we knew a guy. So let's just tell a story. So we knew a guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. we knew a guy when we were, uh, teenagers. Um, we were going down, you know, keg parties. We were going into the woods for this keg party. We show up with this guy, and he's got a, he's got white denim on. So we tell him, like, dude, we're going in the woods. Why are you wearing white denim? He had white denim on, and he had like a uh, Penn State varsity jacket. If you know what I mean, big Sweet. Penn State logo, I think, on the back. Jerry, J- Eddie Savitz and Jerry just gave it to him. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so that's how I got the shit all over his white pants. So, um. So he just just gets distracted at a tanning salon by this hot girl working at the tanning salon. So he's like, oh, I'll meet you down there. We're like, dude, it's going to be dark out there, man. You better fucking – you better go with us, man. You can always – no, 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 I'll meet you down there. So we go down in the woods. We're drinking beers. we got a fire going. You know, we're having a good old time. We hear someone, like, screaming <laughs> in the woods. <laughs> like, in, like a distressed help kind of scream. It was, w, it was WD. <sighs> He shows up, his white denim is all mudded up and destroyed. <laughs> and we were like, dude, you can stick around. No, I'm going. He just left. He went home. I'm going home. He has to walk you out? Yes. Walking out to the bus stop and he left. There you go. So, so. You don't know what wa- happened to his denim? So, oh, right. I'll find out. I'll find Chupacabra? Out. So, I'll, so, to his credit, let's give him some credit. The attractive woman at the tanning salon got her number. Very good. And he was walking. He walked past where he was supposed to cross the creek. He tried to saw the fire, tried to cross the creek, stepped down, got his foot tangled in some roots and was tangling, tangled by his foot in the mud. <laughs> oh, God. Ah, I can only imagine. There you go. But I did see a still of Indy Hartwell from the new WWE, and it looks fucking amazing. Yeah, that looks really cool. Amazing. I saw that one. Yeah. It's like freakishly real. So what I'm going to do is usually around the holidays, it could it could be end of the year. I'll have like ten days off. Probably WWE be twenty nine, hopefully nineteen ninety nine at Target. Pick both of them up, dump some significant time into it. But nice. I just want to play as Fuki Gen Death. All right, let's move on to the uh, men's tournament. Samoa Joe is facing the Joker. Do we care who the Joker is, Brandon? Who's the Joker? <laughs> Fucking care. I don't care about the men's story. They gotta Fuck stop. Care. They gotta stop with the fucking. Uh, who's it gonna be? Well, it is. Um, it is. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it is um, double or nothing. Everything's casino based. All oh, right. Yeah, but still, Brent, to Brandon's yeah, point, get, like, I, enough. We need a surprise for it. just work on the guys you have. 
Right. Who do you think Joker is, Brandon? Paul White. Bring him out. Don't say stupid shit when I'm drinking water. I was joking. Uh, Chris? Claudio Castagnoli. Oh, good guess. I also agree. I think it's good old Cesaro showing up. The only question is, will he or will he not be? Shit, I blew it. Be what? A vampire. A vampire? Yes. Wasn't Claudio Castagnoli... A vampire when he was in Chicara. I don't know, was he? I, was, I knew he was one of the I'm ice cream. I'm fairly man. certain. That Claudio <laughs> Castagnoli. So the winner of that match uh, faces Ray Phoenix versus Kyle O'Reilly. Then we got Adam Cole and Jeff Hardy. Or Jeff Hardy is in the final. Oh, there we go. Claudio Castagnoli. Vampire. <laughs> I have come to take over the AEW. Not for titles, but for love. And blood! And blood. For eternal life is not the gift, but the curse. So I was working for WWE, apparently, too. Uh, all right. Yeah, well, hopefully it's a Dracula. Yeah, I hope it's Dracula. Good. Go, yeah, we <laughs> Not need Dracula. Dracula. It's a Dracula. We need a Dracula. <laughs> he comes in in Grandpa's car. <laughs> <laughs> He's burning bitches and turning ditches and all kinds of Slamming with the witches. I don't give a shit uh, about any of this. Adam Goldberg's Jeff Hardy on the other side. Who gives a fuck, <laughs> I mean, We were talking I mean, about Darby Allen and Jeff Hardy, so... Uh, fucking crazy, crazy ass crazy match, man. but dude, I decided not to skip through picture in picture during this match, and the commercials break was so long in setting up the ladder that it was just like Darby Allen walking back and forth. Like <laughs> I think it was Darby Allen walking back and forth in the ring while the other guy was like pretending to be hurt. Imagine being there live. Like what the fuck is going on? Can I can I just say yes, that? Can. There was a formula in professional wrestling. You went to commercial, nothing happened really in the commercial break, or uh, you'd switch who was on offense and who was on defense, but it was never anything important, and everything was fine. Maybe you had more commercial breaks, but they were much shorter. There is nobody who can successfully watch wrestling in the bottom right-hand corner of the screen while 95% of the screen is occupied by some dude delivering his own pizza, jumping through sprinklers, and trying to get $3 off his next order at Domino's. <laughs> you can't do it. It's fucking impossible. And because they do this, and they run picture in picture, the commercials are like a minute and a half longer. It's so long. It's fucking horrendous. Just go back to the regular way of doing it. You're watching TV. You do it with sports games. Right. At what point, if you're a sp- sports fan, Brandon, uh, uh, bleeds green here. You're watching the Eagles. The commercial comes on. Do you turn them off? Or do you go take a piss, grab something else to drink, come back to your couch? Apparently, he goes, he drinks that drink so fast, he loses his voice. <laughs> his voice is gone. I, I will I answer not, for it. Uh, I do not uh, flip channels. I just vacate the space. There you go. Yeah, you vacate the space. 
So who are we doing favors for here? Because there can't be any ad money to be made on TV. All that shit's made in two seconds in front of the YouTube video you want to fucking watch anymore. Like, what the fuck? I'm trying to think of the TV show that's um, it's like drug deal and family and the one guy. Uh, oh, it's um, it's uh, it had Alan Barkin in it. It is a uh, wild, wild animal kingdom. Animal kingdom. The one guy looks like yeah. A... Mm-hmm. All the time, butt lips. <laughs> and I realized he was one of the teenagers in the movie The Faculty. Do you remember The Faculty? Oh God! The oldest brother was in that sh- that movie. Yeah, is that the one where Pam Greer's like? Jan, Jan, Jan. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, it's no, uh, that's, uh, Stacey Keach. That's class of 1999, I believe, or something like that. Uh, no, the faculty oh, okay. is like uh, space worms go into your brain and control the whole school. And the only way to fight it is to take Josh Hartnett's drugs, which he said sells in empty pens that he creates. Uh. In <laughs> it's insane. I love that movie. But the oldest brother is in that. He's like the uh, football player, the sympathetic football player. Oh, I see him. Here, I'm looking at him in the back now when I look at the images. There you go. He's in the back of the... uh, All right, we're going to do a uh, watch-along with the faculty. There's no wrestlers in it, though. (laughs) Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. If you're watching on YouTube, I'll see if I can just show you. No, that's all. That's all all bleached out. That's all bleached (laughs) out. It's all good. Look up the faculty. See you guys. There you go. Uh, so there you go. That's how excited we are about um the men's bracket in this tournament. So there you go. Anything else you guys want Jeff to talk Hardy about? Jeff Hardy versus Adam Cole. Yeah, Adam Cole and Jeff Hardy. Excited for that? I do want to. I do want to say that you should watch the movie where the robot teachers beat the kids up. It's the fucking masterpiece. Class of 1999. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it is class 1999. All right. So like I said, uh, we don't know much more about the pay per view. It's in two weeks. Uh, Martha Hart was on TV a bunch of times. I'm trying to think of anything else I wanted to talk about. Oh, um, okay, so I'm watching uh, Yuka Sakazaki versus Riho from two weeks ago, I believe it was. And it wasn't, you know, there's, people complain about the referees in AEW. I mean, whatever, it's the referees, you know, whatever. But they are, and now after watching two people that don't usually, well, I guess Riho kind of still works with referees in AEW, but they are in the way a lot physically in the way where I saw the talent. It was not just on this match, but it was also the Dan Housen 15 second match where to- Yuka Sakazaki and Dan- and uh, Tony Nese at one point had to push the referee out of the way to do their stuff. And I find it absolutely fucking obnoxious now that I've seen it and noticed it. And now the talent is getting in the way of the moves and stuff. It's kind of I'm at a point where I can't go back now, and it's really fucking distracting me. Brandon, are you having this problem at all? Are you noticing this? Because I noticed it. It's driving me fucking nuts. I know you uh, you brought up you had a part- particular beef with the referees. I mean, I have a beef with the AEW referees in general, but I can't say that I, I noticed either of those two things. I'll have to keep an eye on it from this point forward, but... They in general they're they're either either overacting or underacting and it kind of fucking drives me nuts. I mean maybe I'm just used to what I mean WWE refs are kind of just in the background and just come over to tell them what the time is and they count. But like you know I'm so used to watching New Japan and stuff like that and sure the referees get involved in stuff but usually they're standing far away from the action so they're not in a way 
And you get somebody like, I mean, I'm not picking on Aubrey Edwards, but she just so happened to be in the one in Yuka Sakazaki match where she's like on top of them with her hand in her face. And Yuka Sakazaki's trying to do these moves in the corner that are like multiple step moves. And she ends up pushing her out of the way, like moving her, not in the mean way, but you can tell she's like, I'm going to come this way. So you need to move. And then she does this fucking move. And with Tony, she's Nese, probably that, never seen people wrestle that fast. Right. Right. But I mean, even with Tony, well, Tony Nese was done in 15 seconds. Uh, Tony Nice was like had to do he ran into the one corner and runs across to the the same corner like the same the corner on the same side of the ring opposite side of the ring and does this like running thing that he did running boot or whatever and kills Danhausen but the referee was like standing in his way and he had to like push the referee out of the way whoever the referee was at the time. I don't know man that's fucking obnoxious and now that I've seen it it's like I can't unsee it Chris thoughts Oh, it seems, you know, let's let's go into uh, the realism or trying to make it look real, seem real. Uh, you're in the ring with two uh, large individuals, be they male or female, um, supposedly skilled fighters in the ring, basically trying to knock or beat the other one into a position in which they can hold their shoulders to the mat for three seconds. You wouldn't want to be anywhere fucking near that, right? Like, you don't want to get, you don't want to be an inch from punches being thrown. Get the fuck out of there. And like you said, there is a lot of, they hover over, they're always in the frame. They're always in the, um, yeah, they're always really close to the action. But, they don't have to be because do, it's all choreographed. Aren't they, don't they take such pride in the group of producers that they have, like Arn Anderson and, and Dean Malenko? Who's and the rest guys? Of, they have a Who the fuck? I mean, it doesn't matter. I'm sure Dean Malenko started his career as a ref. I'm sure Arn Anderson worked as a ref at one point. Well, Sake Denake was a fucking ref. Somebody should be telling them. Jake's back, don't Jake's do back that. there with his fucking DMT shirt. He's back there like he's back there like this. <laughs> <laughs> My whole life is a lie. <laughs> Any final thoughts on anyone? Yeah, no. <laughs> There's your answer. <laughs> I got a box. That's it. I want to unbox it. Yeah, unbox. Yeah. I don't have a blade, though. I forgot to get one, and I don't feel like getting up right now. So I'm going to rend this box asunder. Hopefully, I don't have to return it. I just want to show off what I got. That's the box opening. All right. For one... If you're listening, if you're listening at home, deal with it. If you're watching, I got oh, you dirty rotten bastard! Sufubis oh. from uh, Junkyard uh, Junk Shop Dog. This is if you can see it. Very can you guys nice. see it? Hold on. I it? know what it is. Yeah, it's fantastic. So, can you Brodini? see it? That's Bruiser Brody. See if you can see it. Oh, yeah. Check that out. There it yeah, is. Yeah, it looks great. It's awesome, right? Hold on. I got another one. Open it. Rip the box. Fuck that. <laughs> they make these, hold on. Heat, they make man. these. His bubble, his bubble <laughs> boxes make it. Um, He makes it so you don't have to tear it. You can just pull them apart. The plastic clips. Look at that one. Yes. Yeah, bubble. they're really nice. They're really cool, right? Mm-hmm. It's worth stick, the wait. Stick your finger right through the back and pull them, pull them out. You see this? Look. You got little plastic clips. You can pull the... Actually, just slide Okay. Them, so you don't have to rip it. Which is a beaut. That's see, fucking smart as hell. Well, let me tell you something, though. From oh, a collector's point of view, 
he did one of the greatest things, which is the fucking card art. Yes. Yeah, it looks cool, right? You make the card art cool, the whole thing becomes the collectible, not just the thing inside of it. You don't have to worry about taking it out. I mean, it's one of the only reasons I buy. You see the G.I. Joes behind me. They got badass. Um, I can't remember the Hector Garrido who used to do G.I. Joe. They're knockoffs of Hector Garrido art, and this is the same way. It's fucking the card art sells it. It's pretty cool. He's got um yeah, very cool. I forget who he has. He's got a couple more coming out. I'll buy them. It's worth the money. He's an Australian-based uh, artist. Does a good job. So Fubies. They have a bunch of so Fubies. You go over there, they're fucking walls of different kinds of characters in this these soft body, like they're made out of vinyl. It's pretty cool. Is it, so that is that oh so Fubia, so you're talking about and no only you're gonna get this is the uh like the old school Ultraman uh, yeah. figures yeah that don't really move they're plastic okay vinyl. Is that they're like a pla- they're that hollow plastic mold they don't really move but they're designed yeah. so you can beat the shit out of them if you wanted to like for kids to kick the crap out of them but they don't really they're not they don't have any joints that move or anything just their arms gotcha just wanted to show those off they're pretty cool. Stuff. Where are they going? I'm jealous. You know where they're going? Oh, right in the trash can, throwing them out right now. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, uh, we're working on our floors now, and it's not, it's kind of a headache. So, I want to get some uh, display cases. You know those IKEA ones, the clear ones. I want to yep. get some of those, put them up, because I got a bunch of shit I got to put up. You should see all the fucking crap. Oh, turn. This is just stuff that I can't really see anything in my room. But there's the Akira box. Uh, I got some DVDs. I got some fucking baseball cards. I got all kinds of shit in this room that's just kind of laying around that I opened up and I was like, "Hey, this is cool." Oh, I have no place to put it right now. Let me just leave it right here. <laughs> Your brother set quite the precedent here. It's gonna be tough to top what's oh, going on, Christopher. I, I would not be able to. I don't have. Although I do have bins and bins of toys if I wanted to put them up, but I don't think I have enough room or the patience to do it. Props to Chris. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm losing uh, space. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm starting to look at like, okay, what. Like, you know, I got, I have Masters of the WWE on the universe on my wall. I don't even know where to put them. Mm. I just got, you know, all kinds of shit. Yeah. I did get this. Here, let me show you something. Yeah, so. come on, show off one more. Then we'll get out of here. Let me see. Hold on. Give me one second. There we go. We'll save it for the next episode. How's that? No, no, no. no. Here right. we go. So, when we went to AEW, I had to purchase. Surfer Sting, yep. you guys saw it. Yep. Surfer Sting, Micro uh, Brawler, Mike, Micro Brawler, who is you know relatively expensive. They opened a store. Um, I guess he opened about two months ago in Collingswood, New Jersey, called Time Lapse. Right, we talked. He's about got it. records, got you know all kinds of shit. And he had this thing. Oh, cool. Now I, being a moderately skilled painter and wondering if I want to try to fix that face makeup and those pants. I think I can do it. Sure. But I also don't want to ruin the toy. So well, you're not going to resell it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've got a bin well, full the, of the, the old skill- WWE toys downstairs. The only one I really want to hold on to is the uh, Chris Benoit because he's a murderer. There you go. Oh, God, what well, a shit happens with Kota Ibushi any longer. We may be looking at that with him if the uh, problems he's having are mental issues. I hope it's not. Yeah. So they have a, a little uh, six-inch tall Bowflex model you could get? That'd be awesome. It just comes with, like, uh, like heads, the broken neck bodies you can stick next to it. <laughs> <laughs> and the dogs. Don't forget about the dogs. Did you ever see? He said, Did he kill the dogs? No, he said, that, uh, make sure the dog, the dogs are outside, and make sure to feed them, or something like that, in this suicide note. Jesus the dogs Christ. are in the yard, or something. 
<laughs> I know. R.I.P. Fuck you. You killed your family. There's no R.I.P. There's no rest. Should have left the dogs in the house. It would have made the cleanup a whole lot easier. There you go. No eyeballs. <laughs> All right. Let's get out of here. Later. <laughs> on that note, thanks for joining us this week and join us here every week at Wrestling is Hard. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at hard at number four wrestling. Subscribe and follow. Tell your friends. For Brandon Chris, I'm Jim, and we will be back here next week. 